Business success usually comes to those who are too busy to be looking for it. Join RVK for the award-winning RV on Business Show every Tuesday at 12 midday. It's not about thinking out of the box. There is no box. Only on 101.9 High FM. Welcome to 101.9. This is my second remote um, show that we're doing. And uh, online again with me once again is Martin Ackerman, who's Chief Economist and Advisory Partner at Citadel. Martin, welcome to High FM. Good afternoon. Great. Before we get into the nuts and the bolts, how was your week? How did you cope on the, in the lockdown? Yes, uh, I think uh, better than expected. You know, I, uh, in terms of uh, working remotely, it is something to get used to. But uh, the minute you put your head around it, you know, I think probably a little bit more productive than other days because you don't waste time in traffic and doing unnecessary stuff. So I would say, you know, uh, through all the noise and what's been happening in the world economy and markets, uh, I had actually quite a productive week. Um, but also quite privileged to be in a position where you can actually work from home uh, and, and and watch the world from 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 your chair in your in your study. That is so true. The two things that you said: the productivity on the one hand, and the the order, the system, and the order that you need to put in place. But again, the privilege to be able to do that. But again, I uh, I spoke to a colleague today who I've been speaking to for a year, two years. Asked him how it's going, and he said, "No, well, I've been doing this for over a year now." So why? Sure. Is it because it saves me two hours of traffic? You had no idea that I was sitting in my study or in my lounge at home. And uh, that's the way I've been working for the last two years. So I do think we may be looking at the dawn of a new way of operating, which might just be a little bit more efficient. Now, I fully agree with you. I think if we can't learn any uh, lessons from this crisis, um, you know, that, that would be yeah, that would be quite sad. Um, I, I do think that, you know, maybe a crisis like this, how bad it is and, you know, the impact it is going to have and still having on, on many lives, but it is likely to break a lot of the old habits that we inherited from from our forefathers, from the Industrial Revolution, you know. Uh, we've got a digital economy that's uh, ready, able and waiting for us. So I think after after this, you know, the um, the world and the economy might look quite different. Yes, and, and I think that it's amazing how quickly people have adapted, how quickly they've fitted into the new roles. As you did remind us, there are those who are really battling over here, but uh, it, it is a new dawn. Martin, let's get straight into it. First things, what on earth is going on in the markets? It's just looking good and robust. There's money flowing. What's happening? Yes, I do think, you know, one should be careful. This is a, a, a bit of a, a relief rally. Um, we spoke last week to say that, you know, the the worst is not over yet. Uh, it seems like we're finding peak infection in, in Europe. And on that kind of trajectory, the state should get uh, to peak infection in the next couple of weeks. Right. So on the back of that, um, hope that, you know, the infection seems to getting under control, especially in Europe and the U.S., and in the amount of stimulation that's been provided to date um, through all central banks around the world. Markets took that as, 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 as a positive, and, and that's why we saw the, the rally so far this week, uh, all markets, including the local market here back home. You know, despite the, the downgrade Friday by Fitch, the rand briefly went to 19, but we, we're back at 1830. 
Yes, so I don't think this is the start of, of the next uh, up cycle. It is probably part of the market trying to find or uh, working out the uncertainty around the bottom. Uh, in the next couple of weeks, uh, there's still a lot of uncertainty in the pipeline um, that will definitely weigh on markets. And we are likely to test uh, the previous lows during the course of the next couple of months. On, on, on that happy note, let's take a quick ad break. Craig, if you can take us to the shops, we'll be back with you shortly. This is RV on Business. Welcome back to 101.9 High FM. It's 11 minutes past 12. On the line with me is the Chief Economist and Advisory Partner, Citadel, Martin Ackerman. Martin, we've been through a week and a bit of lockdown. What's happening on the ground Practically, um, I'm hearing big corporates, um, anchor tenants, listed companies are telling the landlords they're not paying rent now. And, and there's a lot of stuff like that going on. Practically, where, how does our economy look? Yeah, I think unfortunately, you know, we went into the crisis already in recession. Um, other countries had the benefit that they were still expanding uh, and probably will be in recession now. But we're probably going to remain in recession longer than, than some of the other countries, even all the challenges that we need to sort out. The Reserve Bank yesterday published a document saying that the 21 lockdown will probably result in a almost 3% decline in GDP um, during this period. And then for the year together, we're probably going to see growth, you know, anywhere down between 2 and 4%. So so that is, you know, that is uh, some of the lowest numbers we've seen in decades in, in this wow. country. And that obviously will have a huge impact on, you know, some of the challenges that we want to fix, uh, especially on the fiscal side where, you know, the government is trying to cut back on expenditure. Uh, but if the economy is, is not growing or declining by that amount, it's got a massive impact on, on your uh, um, revenue side, taxes being collected. So I think at the moment what's happening on the ground, you know, give and take, there's about only 30% of the economy that's open and uh, productive, and the rest of the economy uh, and some of those sectors where historically, or not historically, over the past year or two, we've seen some of the, the underpinning support in an already weak economy is, is now closed down. So if you think at entertainment, uh, restaurants, um, they were one of the bigger contributors to, to economic growth and private consumption uh, over the past couple of months. And there's uh, unfortunately at this point in time no contribution coming from that area. So yeah, it is a bleak picture. You know, we, we're preparing for quite a deep decline. Um, but there is some light at the end of the tunnel, and that is that, you know, normally from a base, low base, uh, exactly. you can see a bit of a rebound going into 2021. Uh, and hopefully giving us the opportunity now to, to really get serious in terms of tackling some of the difficult decisions uh, that we need to, to make um, to actually make that recovery more meaningful uh, going forward. Martin, just in your opinion, before I let you go, um, I must say just listening and reading and looking at what's going on, I just feel that we've got a government who's actually got the situation in hand they're taking advice, they're speaking to people, and they actually rolled up their sleeves and getting things done to the best of their abilities at the moment. Do you feel that's an accurate statement? 
Yes, I think our government is setting a, a world example at the moment in terms of how they're dealing with the virus, uh, being very proactive um, in a very difficult environment because we've got some of the most strict lockdowns compared to other countries in the world. Uh, but despite that, you know, we know that there's certain parts of the economy where we can't actually enforce those lockdowns. And there they've, uh, again, proactive in terms of rolling out mobile units, uh, screening proactively. Yes. So, yes, I uh, fully agree that, you know, the government really shows very strong leadership in, in this crisis environment. And one would hope that, you know, some of that spills over into uh, the, the phase hereafter so that we can almost have the same kind of uh, willingness to act uh, when it gets to the, the real economic problems that we need to address. Fantastic. Martin, as always, thank you so much for coming on air. Thank you for sharing your time. Um, thank you very much. Everything of the best. Yes, big again. Bye-bye. Great. Thank you. That was Martin Ackerman, who's Chief Economist Partner at Citadel. Please go on to Citadel's website at citadel.co.za. Very easy to use website. All the information's there. They've got, they're a great company with a lot of support to their clients. They serve as a niche client base provided, but once you're there, it's, it's a really a phenomenal company to get into. Just before we go to the next live read, what I want to tell you, I just want to tell you about what's going to happen after the next break. I've had unbelievable amount of queries about premium holidays from banks, from insurance companies, how they work, what they're all about. So what I've done is I've put together some examples that I'm going to talk you through after the break as to how they work, which ones I think you should maybe look at, which ones you need to be careful of the sting in the tail, and all from the premise as what's good for you. So it's not one size fits all. If the hat fits, then you need to wear it, even if it's not the most pretty hat, because it might be the most pretty hat for you at the moment. Just before we go to the break, I just want to let you know that making a difference during the COVID-19 pandemic is, is this game. How does DISCAM do that? Your DISCAM benefit points can now go towards supporting the independent solidarity fund set up by the president. DISCAM is matching rand for rand all points donations and will kick off with up and upfront 2 million rand. Money's raised will go towards saving people, people's lives and assisting people in need. Donate now by converting your points via the DISCAM app or the website. Together, we are stronger. Together, we can overcome the pandemic. Discam, pharmacists who care. Craig, just before we go to the break, I just want to um, continue on discussing or saying what Martin agreed with me about, about what the government's doing and how they really are really on top of it. There have been cases of police and army really getting a baby a bit ahead of themselves. But I say that from my vantage point in my home, in my study, where the world's absolutely rosy. I'm not living in a township and I'm not confined to a small space and I don't need to go out every day and buy food for the day. But it is sad that there's been, there's been loss of life besides the pandemic. But, um, you know, really call out a vote to the authorities for staying on top of things. And together with that, I just want to say a massive thank you, a massive call out a vote to the South African Jewish community led by the Chief Rabbi and the South African Jewish Board of Deputies. We are unique and we are special. If you have an internet connection, you have no shortage of communication, 
No shortage of information for Pesach. No shortage of help should you need it. And the fact that Rabbi Fox died in the base team sent out a letter the other day to say that the old age home will be saying, um, tal, I think at 10.30, I must just check the facts. And that will be the date set for the Qatan, set for the country. Is an amazing thing. The unity that we've got a minion that's there of people where they are safe and they are looked after. And yet it gives us the sense of security that there is a guiding light and there is direction and there's firm leadership in every facet of the community. Kolakavod, thank you very much. And to all of those rabbis and rabbitsons who put out all the work to wish you and your families and your communities, everything of the best. Craig, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll get into premium holidays. This is RV on Business. Welcome back to 101.9 High FM. It's 24 minutes past 12. Craig, thanks so much for holding this all together during this difficult time. I just uh, want to discuss the premium holidays a lot of people have been asking me about. So let's just explain what the concept is. You've got a premium that you pay every month, whether it's an installment on your motor car, on your bond, on a revolving credit, on some debt that you have, or at an investment. You're paying your retirement annuity or an endowment. You're paying your life insurance policy. You're paying your short-term insurance policy. Every month, debit orders going off your account for different things. A lot of the banks, in fact, most of the banks have come to the party and they've offered premium holidays on certain um, products with certain conditions. So have the insurance companies come to the party and they've offered premium holidays on certain products, again, with certain conditions. And what I want to do quickly, just break them down into three different categories so you've got an understanding as to how they work. So the first category would be your premium holiday on an investment. Let's use a retirement annuity. If it's a flexible investment, a unit trust, there you don't need a premium holiday. You simply call up and say, please stop my debit order. But on a retirement annuity, it's a contract between yourself and the insurance company for a period of time, and you need to honor that contract. And if you don't, there's usual, usually penalties to pay, especially in the earlier years. But what you can do is call up and say, listen, this is my financial scenario. I'm having a rough time. Please, can I have a premium holiday of one month, two months, five months? I think the most that you'll get from a company is six months. So you just got to be careful, you know, that you get six months over the life of the policy. So that premium holiday is what I would call a genuine premium holiday. There's no penalties. There's no fees. There's no costs. All that happens is you have this magic three, four months in the middle of your investment where nothing goes in. The investment stays as it is. There's no penalties. There's no fees. But you're not making contributions, and you haven't been penalized for doing that. Whether you take it or not, I'll discuss at the end. So that's the one premium holiday. The other premium holiday that you can look at is a lot more technical, and that's being offered by a lot of the insurance companies where they're using certain benefits within the product to assist you to pay the premium. So in other words, you still will be paying your premium, but it won't be coming off your bank account. It'll be coming either from future benefits that you're going to get or benefits that have accrued to you, et cetera, et cetera. So please just understand how that works. It might be wonderful now, but you plan to use that money that you've projected in two or three years' time for, I don't know, the deposit on your new home 
or to finally settle your, your, your bond. And all of a sudden you get it. It's a pittance and you want to know why. Why? Because you took it up front. So have a look at that and just understand how that works. The third category is what a lot of the banks are offering. They're offering different types, but in a, in a, in a broad brushstroke, they're saying to you, yes, we can give you a premium holiday or premium relief for one, two or three months. Let's say on your car installment. And your car installment is 5,000 rand a month. And you've got 36 months left. And every month, you know, you pay 5,000 rand. But what they might say is we'll not charge you, you know, for the next three months, the 5,000 rand. But that 15,000 rand, we're going to split over the next 36 months. Which means that you're going to pay an extra 416 um, rand plus a bit of interest. Let's call it 420 rand extra every month going forward. So, yes, you're getting the relief now but you're paying for it going forward. Ultimately, you would have paid the same thing bar a little bit of extra interest that you would pay. So those are the three broad categories. It's just important to understand how they work. The question is, do you or don't you take that? That I cannot give advice to everybody because no two people have the same scenario. In a broad sense, the idea is like this. If you are really hard up and you don't have a choice and those debit orders are going to bounce and they're going to mess up your credit rating and you can't pay them back and then you're going to go into default, you would be silly not to take or look seriously at any option that's given to you. Understanding the down the line consequence. If down the line is going to be the same, then you need to call the bank and say, listen, I'm not going to see myself clear from this. I need to find a way to work with you in order to keep this thing going. But if you could take a three-month reprieve and it will allow you to not drown, so to speak, in that period, I would look at it very carefully. The other one is people who at the moment are flush, everything's fine, got paid last month, but I was starting to realize that this holiday so far is going to catch up with them at the end of this month or at the end of next month. And all of a sudden, they're going to want to know where the cash flow went. And the cash flow dried up because there was nothing generated at this time now. There, I would be proactive. And I would call the bank. And I would call the insurance companies. And I would look for what options are available to me. I would look at them very clear, carefully. And I'd maybe err on the side of caution by taking one or two of the options that are um, most agreeable, otherwise with least or no penalties, just to allow myself some breathing space. But don't spend the money. Keep it aside. If you do it on a retirement annuity, keep it aside. Please, God, this will pass. You'll go back to normal. You won't need it. And you can make a lump sum deposit and you can put it in. And then the third category is those people who don't need the premium holiday at all. There, um, just on the other side, if you've got a recurring investment and you are comfortable and you feel that you're going to be paid and everything's fine, units are cheap at the moment. The markets are suppressed. So it might be a good time to either make lump sum deposits into your investments or to increase your recurring on an ongoing basis. Those are the two things to look at. But those are um, options that are available to you. I just want to let everybody know I'm available. I'm at home. I have some time. I'm more than happy to take calls and queries, especially if you're feeling distressed and you're not quite sure what to do. 
you don't have a financial planner or you're not getting the, the, the answers you need, please, no strings attached. It's a service from Chai FM. Please give me a call. My number is 082-920-1164. I'm not promising a magic elixir or a magic wand, but I will definitely help you to try work through the concerns that you're having. And just to let you know that many of us will be celebrating Pesach this year without the physical presence of our families and friends. It's very easy to focus on who is absent rather than looking at who is always with us. Join Rabbi Lady Upton from Linksfield Shul tomorrow at 3 p.m. as he helps us to reframe Pesach as a sitting around God's Seder table. I can tell you now, I am going to dial into this because I want to go into Pesach with Rabbi Upton having reframed my um, my way of thinking. I'm very blessed. My parents will be with us um, because we have all been together over this period of time. But my children are not going to be with us. Many families are not having parents, family members with them. But please tune in. Do yourself a favor, recalibrate, reset it. So when that Seder starts, we understand why we're there and what's going on. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Wishing everybody a Chag Kasher and Sameach. Again, a shout out to all the leadership in the giant South African Jewish community, to the leadership in government, and to all those on the front line of medical treatment. Thank you on behalf of the country for putting yourselves out there putting us first and yourselves and your family second. Everybody have a great Pesach. Craig, thanks for pushing the buttons. We'll speak to you later.